0: So the role of a finance business partner is shifting from a purely functional role to one of providing strategy and insight. Now, this requires a very different understanding of the world or the system that we operate in. And it needs a shift in mindset from thinking linearly towards more of interconnectedness. Now, you know this is easier said than done. So is there a set of tools or mental models to accelerate this transition so let me introduce the concept of systems thinking, which has helped me greatly in my career.
1: Welcome to Strength in the Numbers. My name is Wei Chen Yong, a global finance leader that champions environmental sustainability and gender equality. It is my ambition to bring business and social movement leaders to the show. Deconstruct with them their stories, lessons learned, into practical advice for us to remain relevant in accounting and finance while making a positive impact to the society. With that, let's go over to the show. Hi, everyone. Shiva velayanur is a finance leader with broad experiences across the technology sectors. He has proven track records in driving revenue growth and operational efficiency gain. He has worked extensively across APAC in his past roles and led global and cross-cultural teams. His finance business partnering skills were well recognized by stakeholders. We are very pleased today to have him joining us at the SITN show. He's gonna share with us tools and advice to make us a better business partner in finance. So let's welcome Shiva to the show.
0: Thank you, Weijin. It's uh, great to be on the show. So thank you for having me over.
1: So maybe just as a start to help our audience understand a little more about yourself and you know mm-hmm. your stories, where do you start your career, and how do you get to where you are now?
0: Sure. So I'm from India, and I've been living in Singapore for the past 10 years. Uh, I started my career with, as an auditor with Deloitte in India. This was after finishing my CPA. I did that role for a couple of years uh, and then decided to go get a full-time MBA from the Indian Institute of Management Indore. Post my MBA, I've pretty much worked in the technology industry uh, in the Asia-Pacific region. The companies I worked for include Intel, eBay, HP, and uh, Juniper Networks. Over the years, I've focused and built a specialization in finance business partnering roles. These are roles where you partner with a senior sales leader and his team in driving a p and for a region. And I consider these roles as most exciting and challenging because they are half art and half science. Currently, I'm in the middle of a career transition. So while I'm looking for my next career opportunity or challenge, I'm sharing my experience as a strategic and financial advisor to startups in the Asia region. And I'm also sharing the knowledge that I've gained in the past uh, as a finance business partner with the broader finance communities. And forums like Strength in the Numbers show are great for doing that.
1: Yep. And thank you again for taking time during this kind of career transition time to, you know, contribute back to the community because that's what we do here at the SITN as well. You talk about, you know, finance business partnering as an arts and science. So we're going to get into that a little more. Using that, describe to our audience, how do you support your business stakeholders and customers and partners in the past in meeting the business goals and objectives? And how do you value create in that sense?
0: So let me start with the end in mind, which is what does success look like? So for me, success is defined very simply, right? As a business partner, are you at the decision table with your stakeholders? And are you actively influencing and driving decisions that either increase top line or improve your bottom line? Uh, So, you know, for me, that's a simple metric uh, to know how well you're doing, that's an outcome. Now, if I were to look at the process which leads to that outcome, uh, that's on my approach towards business partnering. I've worked with numerous business stakeholders across company industries, and my approach to business partnering is very simple. Uh, I break it down into two elements. The first is you be brilliant at the basics. And the second is you do the more advanced stuff, which is you know, you're know you being strategic, you're being influential and you're adding value. Now, let me speak in detail about these two elements. Right? Uh, to build trust with your business partner, you know trust is foundational to everything we do and business partnering is no exception. You need to start off by being brilliant at the basics. This is the first step. And what do I mean by brilliant at the basics? It means are you meeting deadlines as committed? Are you providing accurate information? Are you simplifying and standardizing reports? Are you keeping the business compliant? For me, these are the basic building blocks of business partnering. And when you do that effectively, that's when you move on to the more advanced stuff, which is being strategic and influencing. So what do I mean by that? Uh, Are you part of special projects? Are you part of the growth initiatives? Are you steering discussions? Are you even running the business uh, when your leader is not present? Are you leading the strategic planning exercise? So these are the most advanced elements that we have uh, in business partnering. You know, this is the approach that I have for both myself and my team, where I say, hey, let's focus on these two elements. And when we do that, uh, that's when you become a truly effective business partner. I had earlier mentioned that business partnering roles are half art and half science. Uh, what I referred to above is the scientific part. The art is in you know, building relationships. It's about understanding what the working styles are of your business partners. What are the challenges? It's about having that cup of coffee or mug of beer and building relationships. It's also about going out in the field and meeting customers. I once drove 10 hours to meet a customer in a tier two city uh, in India. And the insights that I got from that meeting help greatly in me becoming a better business partner. So this is pretty much you know, my approach or outlook towards business
1: partnering. Very good advice, You, know, Thank you. very relatable as well in that sense, as in first get the basic right, and once you get the basic, right. and let's move on to the strategic pieces of the work and be proactive. And I, I love the story about you driving 10 hours in India. I, I think that must be quite a journey. <laughs>
0: Uh, it was, it was, you know, it makes work more fun and you get to learn so much in the process. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then that relationship and the insights that you gain, I think that's, mm-hmm. those are very valuable element coming back to, you know, what is needed in finance, business, partnering. So of all the roles that you have played, you know, in addition to doing that two elements very well, as in first, the basic and second, be strategic. Mm-hmm. What's the one key behavior or habit or practice? that you have developed and that has contributed to your success in the past and likely is gonna take you even further?
0: For me, that would be being comfortable with ambiguity. Now we live in uncertain times and it's not gonna get any better. And for me, a key skill set that we need to develop is being comfortable with ambiguity. To do this, you need to have a growth mindset and you constantly need to look, learn, improve and get out of your comfort zone. So to give an example from my career, I experimented with my career a bit where I shifted, I took up a role at eBay in customer experience and operations. And that role helped me become much more customer centric in my thinking. It also helped add a lot of tricks up my uh, bag. right? Uh, uh, And that really helped me become a much more well-rounded finance business partner. So today, ironically, uh, I would say that I'm most comfortable when I'm out of my comfort zone.
1: Yep. Excellent. I like that as well. And that's what I truly believe as well. You have to get out of your comfort zone and not to mention about the growth mindset that you talked about earlier. Ambiguity, absolutely. We're living in the COVID-19 world. All right. Right. Can I switch gear a little bit? Um, You know, we as accounting and finance professional, we're very good at numbers, data, analysis. And at the same time, to your earlier point about strategic we do have access because of the information that that we have. Very broad strategic view of the business. So how should our listeners capitalize and leverage on those for their development and also for their career progression?
0: So the role of a finance business partner is shifting from a purely functional role to one of providing strategy and insight. Now, this requires a very different understanding of the world or the system that we operate in. And it needs a shift in mindset from thinking linearly towards more of interconnectedness. Now, you know, this is easier said than done. So is there a set of tools or mental models to accelerate this transition? So let me introduce the concept of systems thinking, which has helped me greatly in my career. So I'll start off with an example to explain this concept better. This happened in Borneo, Malaysia in the 1950s. Borneo had an outbreak of malaria. And In response to that, the World Health Organization, they adopted a linear thinking approach, and they liberally sprayed the whole area with the insecticide DDT to kill the mosquitoes. So problem solved, right? No, uh, the malaria problem was resolved, but it was replaced with the problem of typhoid and plague. The insects which were poisoned by DDT were eaten by lizards, which were in turn eaten by cats that died. Uh, this led to an uncontrolled increase in the rat population, and there was an outbreak in serious diseases carried by the rats. So the World Health Organization had to parachute thousands of cats to help bring the overall population under control. Now, had a solution, a solution which leveraged the overall understanding of the system would have been far more effective than a linear thinking-based solution of spraying DDT. Now, what's the takeaway for us as finance business partners? It's simple, you need to have a very holistic understanding of the system that our business partners operate in, and that will help us provide very effective solutions. Now, systems thinking provides frameworks that help us understand the world in, we operate in. So there are different frameworks. In the interest of time, I will talk about the framework or archetype of tragedy of the commons. So what is tragedy of the commons? This is a situation in a shared resource system where individual users act independently according to their self-interest. Now, an example of this is the panic buying of essentials during the COVID situation. As news of the extent of the infection spread, people acted out of self-interest, they bought essentials, and they eventually depleted the shared resources of essentials through the collective action. Uh, We've seen that happen uh, pretty much throughout the world. Okay, so now that I've explained systems thinking, I've explained uh, the tragedy of Commons archetype, how do we apply this in a real life finance business partnering scenario? So let me outline a scenario where this can be applied. Now imagine that there is a technology multinational, which has a research and development site uh, at a country, let's call it country X. Now that particular location was running out of laboratory space or lab space where you do research and development work. And a request was made to the finance team to put together a business case, justifying the need for additional space to HQ. Now, this is a situation where as a finance business partner, if we apply the systems thinking framework, we could come up with a much better solution. So let me explain. This is a classic situation where your individual users being the lab owners, could act independently, according to the self interest and deplete a shared resource which is laboratory space through the collective action. So in this case, finance went and understood the system. And what they found out that was happening was individual lab owners were asking for more lab space than they wanted. Uh, It's a method of hoarding, right, so that they don't run out of space when it's really needed. And this was depleting the shared resource of laboratory space. So how did finance propose a solution? Having understood the system, finance, you know, we have all these analytical tools, uh, and that, you know, is our core competence. So the lab utilization data was analyzed, and it showed that that there was chronic underutilization in some labs, and some labs were close to peak utilization. So finance pulled together a meeting, where all the lab owners were present, the tragedy of commons issue, and the need for a change in mindset was apparent to everyone. And this led to an agreement among the lab owners to be more judicious in the lab space requests, and they also agreed to share lab space among themselves. So the conclusion for this was the request for additional space to HQ was not needed, and finance helped drive a change in mindset by leveraging their understanding of the whole lab space system.
1: I I really like this piece of advice around system thinking. You started with a bone your example, and then you know then related to what we are living right now, the COVID-19 world. And the, the way I personally look at system thinking, it's really to have the ability to look at a situation holistically, and also to step back and kind of analyze the, the situation in a systematic manner, I think, that is what is needed for us as a finance business partner. So the R&D example is a very good example as well, when the finance team call a meeting and get everybody together and try to understand After all, as long as you don't co-holding, yeah, the the tragedy of the commons, uh, everybody actually had enough space and it's going to be a win-win. So excellent example and excellent advice as well. So thank you for that. Now, earlier on, you were mentioning that, you know, you are in the middle of transitioning to a new career. So what are your priorities over the next 12 months and what sort of actions are you taking to achieve those?
0: So my first priority is to find the next professional challenge or opportunity. That's an outcome. So the process to get that is to improve my understanding of how different industries, especially in the tech sector, would look like in a post-COVID world. And the next step would be to articulate to potential employers the value that I bring by combining that understanding with the skill sets that I already have. The next priority would be to continue to share my experience and learnings with startups and the finance community. And this is applying the concept of learn, teach, learn, where you learn something, you share or teach it with a broader audience, and you learn again in the process. And as I mentioned before, uh, forums like Strength in the Numbers, they greatly help in this process as they break down barriers to information sharing. I also believe in giving back to society. I'm part of a group of mentors at Talent Trust, which is a transformational Singapore based charity that helps other charities better execute on their vision. So I'm a mentor for a charity and helping them shape their strategy and plan for the next three years to help them secure funding from the government. And uh, last but not least, uh, I'm learning barbell training and I have a pretty ambitious goal of deadlifting two times my body weight uh, in the next year. So these are my priorities for the next year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. The the barbell training. I guess the way I look at it is as long as you stay healthy, Shiva. <laughs> that is the Absolutely. Key.
0: Yes, you're right. <laughs> That's so true.
1: Yeah. And and but I have to say, I'm very impressed for the fact that, you know, the amount of effort that you're putting in to give back to the society and the community as well, in terms of helping the finance community and also the much broader base of, uh, you know, the social. I presume this talent trust is a social enterprise. Is that so?
0: That's right. It's a non-profit uh, enterprise.
1: Okay. All right. So, you know, with understanding a little bit about your, your personal goal in terms of learning barbell, let's get into some <laughs> of the more fun questions for our listeners sure. to get to know you a little more. So if you were to look back your whole life, what's the one piece of advice that you've ever received?
0: The best piece of advice I've received is from John Courtney, uh, my manager when I was at eBay and a great leader. So he told me leadership is what happens in your absence. And for me, that's one of the most powerful pieces of advice I've received. Uh, It's changed my entire outlook towards the way I manage my teams. It's even changed my approach or outlook towards parenting. Uh, The goal here is to develop teams, so that they are self sufficient in your absence. And it's a very powerful thing to do for the people that you can potentially influence in your life.
1: Yes, well said. It's is when, when you're absent, so that's where leadership. So how do you then look at success then?
0: So success is when the team operates independently in your absence. So it is uh, a simpler metric would be uh, you step away for two weeks for a holiday and things run perfectly fine. Uh, so for me, that's success because you have Evolved or developed a team who are completely independent and mm. who are potentially ready for the next challenge. So I use that as a simple metric.
1: <laughs> That's a good one. So who will be the person that, you know, come to your mind when you think about the word successful?
0: Sachin Tendulkar, uh, the Indian cricketer. So he is like Pele to soccer or Muhammad Ali to boxing. And he achieved his results in a very sustainable manner and conducted himself with utmost dignity throughout his remarkably long career. So for me, he is someone who's a role model that I look up to constantly.
1: I heard of uh, Sachin, but I am not really a cricket fan. So, but but I heard of him as well. That tells you how um, influential he is Mm -hmm. as a person. So, you know, at your free time, I'm sure you read. And then, for the fact that you to be able to share the Borneo example, which um, I myself, as a Malaysian, never know about this Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, So, what would be the one book that you would like to recommend to our listeners, and why?
0: I would recommend The Fifth Discipline by Peter Senghi. The message of the book is the learners will inherit the world. And this book will help you both become a learner and set up a learning organization. And systems thinking is explained in detail as well in that book. So for me, this would be the one book to read. Uh, And it's extremely critical for changing the way we think.
1: Well, wow, okay. I sure will check this book out as well, and and thank you mm-hmm. for that suggestion. And I think on that mindset and thinking, it's very crucial for all of us as a finance business partnering. Um, sorry, right. for all of us as a finance business partner, um, to propel and you know move into the future. You know, with that, I'm sure a lot of our listeners would like to continue um, a conversation with you beyond just this particular podcast. Um, how should they get in touch with you?
0: So I would also love to hear feedback, suggestions and comments on this because that's how I learn and improve in the process. Uh, so the best way to be in touch with me is through LinkedIn. So my profile is Shiva vilayanur and I'm very easily reached, reachable on LinkedIn.
1: All right. Thank you for that. And, and thank you Shiva for joining us today on the show and the very good advice about you know get the basic right and be strategic and system thinking I think that will certainly be that one piece of advice that all of us will take away today and all the very best for you know your search of the next challenges I'm sure you're going to find something that is that is great and you're going to make a good impact as well to the society and also to the business as well.
0: Uh, and uh, thank you, wei uh, Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, it's been great. And thank you for the wishes. And I also wish you and our entire finance community uh, and the whole world the very best in future.
1: Thank you, Shiva. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed the show today. If you'd like to know more of our guest mentor today, their bio and resources, you can find all that at sitnshow.com. You will also get access to early show, blog, also for subscription to our newsletter for activities and resources that are going to help you continue to build your strength and capabilities along the journey of finance and accounting. And just before you go, we really appreciate your feedback and suggestion. Or if there's a guest mentor that you'd like to hear on the show, drop me a message on LinkedIn. I would love to connect and hear from you. Let us keep building our strength in the numbers while growing a finance community that contributes positively to the society.